So, again, thank you all for coming. I'd like to say a special welcome to two of my old friends. Not old, but long-time friends. Uh, uh, Jane Cananza and her daughter Carrie. Their son and I uh, traveled together and distributed books for a year. And uh, he's off in India now. A nice, wonderful devotee. And these are very wonderful people, so I'm so happy that you can come. It's really nice of you. It's always good to see you. Give my best to your husband, Lou. So, we're going to talk about uh, reincarnation. So, we're going to talk about it doesn't have to happen to you. All right, I didn't bring my glasses. All right, I'm just going to try to read without them. Maybe you I can. You want someone to get them for you? And I've got some, 150s. Oh, 150 will probably work. Yeah. Wow. Just see. Home without them. I know I invited you for something. Try that. Let's see. No, I've got some. I've got plenty. I just walked out of the room and forgot to get them. Oh yeah, this is going to be fine. All right, we're going to talk about uh, reincarnation not having to happen to you. We're in the 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. This is the yoga of the supreme person. So many times people, uh, we, as we discuss reincarnation, sometimes we find folks that say, well, I don't think I believe in reincarnation. You see? So uh, that's a law. I don't believe in the law of reincarnation. And, uh, or I don't believe in the law of karma. And that's okay. You can believe as you like, you see. Uh, but if I say I don't believe in the law of gravity, I'm still stuck to this planet, so it still works whether you believe in it or not. So there are many um, um, great thinkers who have pondered this situation, this question throughout history, uh, and decided that yes, uh, this is the only logical explanation. As the soul transmigrates, I've talked with people who told me, I don't believe in reincarnation. And I say, well, what about transmigration of the soul? And they say, oh, yeah, I, I think I can believe that. So reincarnation, for some people, that's kind of a, a word that they say, well, I, I immediately don't believe in that. So what is reincarnation? Let's talk about it first. And then we'll, dis we'll discuss on how we can escape it, okay? Now, if you have any questions or comments at any time, feel free to stop and just join right in, okay? This isn't just me talking. I want to hear from you too, all right? Is that okay? All right, so this is Krishna talking. Krishna says, this is the 8th verse of the 15th chapter. He says, Sariram yad apnoti yachchapi ukramatishvaha gritai vani sam yati vayur gandhang ivashata ivashayat. 150s are close. Okay. <laughs> Translation. What's Krishna saying here? The living entity in this material world carries his different concept, conceptions of life from one body to another as the air carries aromas. Thus he takes one kind of body and again quits it to take another. So I'm going to read the next verse as well because Krishna goes on here. And then I'm going to read the purport by Srila Prabhupada. Srotram chakshu sparsanam cha rajasnam 
Vihanam Evacha Adishaya Manaschayam Vishayam Upashevate. Translation The living entity, thus taking another gross body, obtains a certain type of ear, eye, tongue, nose, and sense of touch, which are grouped about the mind. He thus enjoys a particular set of sense objects. So, uh, why do we take reincarnation to begin with? We take a body because we have certain desires. In this material world, it's full of desires. We're always wanting something, you say. I want a particular type of sense objects. I want a particular type of relation with my senses, you see. The senses are all different. Now, many people don't happen to realize, uh, but if you think about it, uh, some people feel that the senses of the human being are much more developed than the animals. Doesn't that, you know, a knee-jerk reaction, we can say, well, our senses are, are better. We can enjoy on a higher level than an animal. No, that's not true. You know, if you know much about animals, if you've ever watched these uh, animal shows, you know, an eagle can read the headline of a newspaper a mile away. His sense of sight is far more developed than ours. Dogs can smell up to 90 or 100 times uh, greater than a human being. You know, bloodhounds can, they can smell something even if it's somebody who's been there days before, you see. Uh, certain animals can hear much better than all animals can hear. You ever notice you've got a dog, you still have it? You know, your dog will hear something outside, you know, and you didn't hear it. The dog's barking, you know. Uh, so they can see, many animals can see light that we can't see. We, there's certain light rays we can't see. Uh, hearing, you could blow a dog whistle, and the dog hears it, we can't hear it, you see. So it's kind of foolish for us to think that just because we have these sophisticated human bodies, that we are able to enjoy our senses. We enjoy through our senses. So we're enjoying more because we're human beings. So if I'm eating pal palatable food, well, I'm enjoying it more than the dog enjoys his food, you see. If I'm seeing something that I find attractive, well, it's, it's, a, it's a higher experience because I'm a human being than the, than the animal seeing something, you see. So animals enjoy on different levels. So, as we have these unfulfilled uh, sense desires in this body, we're building a body for us ourselves in the next life. We're, we're building a body that will accommodate our desires that we have in this body that are unfulfilled. Material desires are, practically speaking, always unfulfilled. How do you totally fulfill them, you see? So as you have desires, you're designing your next birth. It's not a punishment. Some people think, well, why would God do that? Oh, <clears throat> he's giving you what you want. You're wanting to enjoy in a certain way, so he's allowing you to des design this next body and a, and a set of senses to allow you to enjoy a set of sense objects. You see? It's just like in India, uh, there's so many hogs even in Vrindavan, there, there's lots of hogs. And the hogs are very much uh, attracted to eating stool. You know, to us, we think, yeah. But to the hog, he thinks, yum. Ooh, 
He thinks it's great. And he may be eating the stool and he sees a female hog and he thinks, oh boy, I'd like to get to know her. You see? And when they have uh, their relations, they're not any less than ours. You see? They enjoy it just as much as we do. You see? So, uh, the thing that, that trips us up is this human body is not meant for sense gratification. When you look at it, we have lower senses than practically all of the animals. Almost every animal has some sense that's better than ours. So what is the purpose of a human body? You're given this one thing, you're the sixth sense, which is the mind. You have a mind, you have a brain that will allow you to ask so many questions and to ponder so many wonderful things that the animals are unable to do. Your dog never wonders, what's the, what's the meaning of life? Why am I here? You know, he doesn't think like that. He just thinks, I wonder if she's going to give me a treat. Maybe she'll feed me early today. Yeah. Come on, would you scratch me if I go, what if I go over there and I, if I act real cute, will she scratch me? Isn't it like, you know, cats are like that too, you know. They'll rub up against you and they're wanting some gratification. So they don't think, you never see them sitting like, what if there's a God? I wonder what God wants me to see. So some people say that since that's true, well, the that means the animals don't have souls. That's not true. The animals have souls, you see. The animals are souls. We don't have souls. We are souls. We're not bodies that have souls. We're souls that have bodies. And we have taken on this human body uh, out of great fortune. Very fortunate that we have this human body. So let me read what Srila Prabhupada says here, and then we'll go on a little bit. Srila Prabhupada says in the purport here, Here the living entity is described as Ishvara, the controller of his body. Oh, I can't lose this. I'm about to lose this. This is... Um, I bet you know what that is, don't you? It's a neem, neem branch which fell off the tree that Lord Chaitanya was born under. I was standing there and I was thinking, what if there's a way I could get one? And it fell off. I just fell off. So I don't want to lose that. <laughs> so, the living entity is described as Ishwara, the controller of his own body. Now, uh, let me explain. There are certain things about the body that we cannot com uh, uh, control. For instance, I can't, I can't stop my fingernails from growing. You know, I'd like to get my, I, you know, like when I shave my head, I like my head shaved because it feels nice, it's smooth. But you know, in a couple of days, it's going to be growing back and it's going to be scratchy. And I'd like to just shave it and say, okay, stay. You know, cut my nails and it didn't stay. But they won't they won't do that, you know. I'd like to tell my body to stop aging. And I should have told that told it that a long time ago. You see. But it doesn't obey. But here Prabhupada is saying that you are the Ishwara, you are the controller of, of your own body. Prabhupada says if he likes, he can change his body to a higher grade. And if he likes, he can move into a lower class. Minute independence is there. The change 
Um, the change his body undergoes depends on him. At the time of death, the consciousness he has created will carry him to the next type of body. If he has made his consciousness like that of a cat or dog, he is sure to change to a cat's or dog's body. And if he has fixed his consciousness on godly qualities, he will change to the form of a demigod. And if he is in Krishna consciousness, he will be transferred to Krishna Loka in the spiritual world and will associate with Krishna. I'm going to pause and explain. That's the end of reincarnation. You see? If I have desires that I cannot get fulfilled in this lifetime, for instance, if I like to, uh, uh, if I like to eat, I mean, I like to eat, but I can't eat like I used to. I'm not allowed to for my, for my health. But if I like to eat and eat and eat, and that's all I'm into is eating, uh, the human body really isn't such a good body for that. It will cause you disease. Ultimately, will cause you uh, obesity and so many, so many uh, bad reactions. So, but there are bodies that will allow you to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Hogs eat, eat and eat and eat. Uh, bears, they eat a tremendous amount, you know, especially after they, they sleep. You know, cows eat all the time, they don't stop, you know, you see? So if eating, if the sense of the tongue is, is there, if that's your desire, we've got the wrong body for it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the desire. We've got this human body, we're misusing it, you know? You know, it's, to use the human body for sense enjoyment is like owning a, a $100,000 Porsche and only using it to back out of the driveway and go down to the mailbox to get the mail. You know, it'll go 200 miles an hour, but you never take it out of the driveway. You just go down to get the mail. You see what I mean? You've got this high-powered machine, this human body, and if we only use it for, for sense perception, uh, then we're, we're misusing something that's very potent. It's something that can deliver us from this uh, merry-go-round, this uh, uh, continuing birth, death, old age, and disease. You see, we can actually stop this. How do we do this? How, how do we do this? We build consciousness in this body for the next birth. You see, we have to actually see what our desire is. You know, in, in business they say these people who are um, what do they call them? Inspirational speakers? You, you know, we've all, we've all heard some of these guys, and some of them make a, a pretty good point. But some of them, many of them say, start out with the end in sight. In other words, picture what you want. Don't just start out and say, well, I'm going to buy a store, and I'll see what it does. No, people who go into business have a business plan. They have an idea of where they, where they want to go in one year, five years, ten years. You see? I'm sure your husband does like that. You know, he, he makes a plan what he expects to do this year. Knowing Lou, he works it too. He, you know, he plans his work and works his plan. You see. So you have a desire of what, you're, of what you want. If that desire is to end this uh, constant repetition, repetition of birth after birth after birth, you see, birth and death, birth and death. If your desire is to become a devotee of Krishna, then you're actually forming a body to do that in your next life. 
you'll regain your spiritual body in the spiritual abode of Krishna. You will go there and not take another material body. You see, it's as simple as that. And now Krishna says it again in another verse earlier in Bhagavad Gita. This is the 51st verse of the second chapter. Krishna says, Karma Jambudi Yuktahi Palam Chaktwa Manish Sinaha Janma Bandha Vinir Mutanaha Padam Gachanti Amaya Anagmaya. Translation By thus engaging in devotional service to the Lord, great sages or devotees free themselves from the results of work in the material world. In this way they become free from the cycle of birth and death and attain the state beyond all miseries by going back to Godhead. So, uh, we go back to Godhead. Prabhupada says that many times and you hear us say going back to Godhead. And uh, we're not saying uh, going to heaven, going to the spiritual world. We're saying returning there, going back. In other words, this implies this is where we have come from. You see, Krishna says uh, again and again in Bhagavad Gita that we are uh, without a beginning. He says that you are, uh, there is no time when you did not exist. There will never be a time when you will ever cease to be. You're unborn, eternal, and undying. You're not slain when the body is slain. You don't die when the body uh, dies. You see? So you are an eternal spirit soul. So some people may wonder, well, if that's true, why am I here? You see? Why am I why am I here? Anyone anyone have one why are we here? Does anybody have an opinion? To die. But why? Did I want to die? Why did I come here? Karma from your master. Yeah, karma. But I chose it. I chose to come to this material world. You know, Krishna didn't throw us out. He didn't, you know, he didn't see us goofing around and say, security, security, take this guy, throw him out. It doesn't happen like that. We were associating with Krishna for eternity. Eternity is a really, really long time. Krishna was giving everything. He gave his heart, soul. He gave us everything. And we were having a wonderful relationship. A really great time. It was just sweet. Until one day, once upon a time, we, the living entity, looked at Krishna and said, I wonder if there's anything better than you. And I've used the analogy, it's kind of like, being married to someone for a long time and saying, I think I'd like to date other people. I know we've been together 40 years. I don't know anybody but you. I just kind of like to go see what, what other, see what other people are like. You see? So that's what we did. We said, I just think, I want to see if there's anything better than you. And Krishna says, okay. No, he didn't get angry. How dare you? Security! Security! No. You know, though there were no thunders 
no thundering, no thunders, bolts of lightning or anything like that. You know, you weren't given lashes. Why? Because Krishna knows that he's Krishna. He knows he's the most wonderful. He knows there's nothing better than him. You know, God wouldn't be some dopey character who all of a sudden have a self-esteem problem. You know, has to go see a shrink. You know, tells his secretary, give me a get me an appointment with my analyst. You know, oh no. I gave you the best years of my life. You know, he does he's not like that. He knows. I'm Krishna. I'm the most wonderful, I'm the most beautiful. And you've got this desire that you want to go find something as good or better than me. All right, that's okay. Because I know you're coming back. I know you're going to end up right here because you can't find it. I don't know how long it's going to take you to wander around desiring this, desiring that, trying to accomplish this, trying to make yourself better than this one, holier than that one. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take you. I'm going to sneak along with you as the Paramatma, the Super Soul. And in Christianity, they speak of uh, uh, they used, when I was young, we used to call him God the Holy Ghost. Now they say the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit is the Super Soul, the Paramatma. It's the Spirit of God. He's, he goes with us to observe. You see, because he's very interested in you, and he's very interested in this um, uh, this adventure that you're about to have. You're going to take off from the spiritual world, go take material bodies after material bodies, and try to bring enjoyment out of it, which is like trying to squeeze blood out of a what is it, blood out of a turnip, isn't it? Or trying to squeeze water out of a rock. Here we are in this material world, squeezing and trying to get some enjoyment. You see. And Krishna finds this very interesting. He's with all of us. He's God. He's, doesn't, he's not limited to one person. Yes. Don't you think that eventually the soul gains from that experience? Uh, I have to my knee-jerk reaction is, yeah, but what did you have in mind? What does he what does he gain? Well the appreciation, like you say, a greater appreciation of what's real. You don't miss something until you you don't appreciate something until it's gone, so gone through this experience, and when you return to the spiritual world, wouldn't you be more appreciative, more enlightened of the situation? That's that's a great observation. That's exactly right. You see? If if I know, let's say there's there's uh, two of us, and he tells us, don't touch that stove, it's hot. Now you, out of intelligence, know I'm not touching the stove. And I'm thinking, well, I wonder what it's like. I wonder how hot it is. And it's like, wow! Wow! I mean, it's like emergency room time. I mean, I'm really burned. And you're looking at me like, what a nutcase. You know? But, in a strange way, I know more about the stove than you do. You might think, well, I might be able to touch the stove and not get burned in such a way. But I'm, I'm saying, look, I've been there. I'm telling you, don't touch the stove. Look at my scar. You see, so you're exactly right. Therefore, when we go back, we don't leave again. We don't leave again. Now, it's not that we walk around when we go back home, back to Godhead. We don't walk around every day saying, "Oh, 
why did I do that? Why did I go suffer like that all of a sudden? But, you know, we don't do like that. All we know is that I'm so glad to be back with Krishna. There's nothing better than Krishna. What is it they say in that movie, uh, Wizard of Oz? There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. I say, we just have to come to that realization. There's no place like home. Home. Krishna's planet, the spiritual world. You see, where there's no birth, there's no death, there's no disease, there's no anxiety. You see, there's no pestilence, there's no hunger, there's no old age. Wow. I mean, you young people say, so what? But the, the rest of us are, <laughs> no, no old age. You see, so it's a wonderful place. It's, a, it's, it's, it's our home, it's where we belong. It's where we, living entities, have come from and where we're striving to get back to. Good, really good observation. Anybody else with any comments or questions? Yes? Some people say, yes, but it's Krishna's energy. The illusory energy is Krishna's energy. But that's not what we want. We want reality. We've had enough of illusion. Enough, we've had enough of it. We want reality. 
All right, so I think it's time for us to wrap it up. Thank you all so much. It's good to see all of you. And now it's time for your time. And then, feast. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.